<laughs> All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It is the Alan Town Presents Christmas Movie Countdown, and it is Christmas Day, guys. Yay! We've made it. 25, Merry Christmas. 25 yes. movies, 25 days, and here we are with the last episode, and we are watching Emma and Sarah and I. We are discussing George Balanchini's the Nutcracker from 1990. Yes. Now, I don't know about you ladies, but I grew up watching this version. I watched it every single year and I could not get enough of it because when this movie came out in 1993 was my peak obsession with Macaulay Culkin. So <laughs> I watched this religiously all the time as much as I could. And I was one of those weird kids who loved music and didn't care if there were no words because my favorite movie was Fantasia. So this yes, right up my alley, like Fantasia mixed with Macaulay Culkin, like sign me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm committing huge blasphemies because this is the first time I've seen this movie. Ouch. I mean, it's fine. You don't. It's fine. I no, grew up I'll... watching it because, again, Macaulay Culkin, but. Yes. I actually didn't know it existed until last year when Emma and I went to see the Nutcracker in San Francisco and she's like, oh, did you ever watch the the Macaulay Culkin one? I'm like, excuse me, what? (laughs) I did not know that was the thing. That was the best moment ever. We're literally driving home from watching the Nutcracker, talking about how we've gone to see the Nutcracker like all the time. It was a tradition for me growing up and I was like, oh well yeah but have you seen the macaulay culkin one and she literally said excuse me what (laughs) (laughs) i was like macaulay culkin every time nutcracker every time i bring this movie up there is always someone around me who is confused and has never heard of this version of this movie or of this uh ballet and it just boggles my mind because i watched it so much as a kid like every single year i was not uh fortunate enough as a kid to go out and watch this live like i never got i didn't get to see the ballet in person until probably a handful of years ago like i went and saw it well maybe a little longer than that i went and saw it when i was in college but before that i didn't this was my only outlet to see the nutcracker Mm -hmm. and I had fallen in love with the music of the Nutcracker from the movie Fantasia from 1943. So when I was a little yeah. kid, Fantasia was absolutely my favorite film and still is my favorite Disney film. But the dancing mushrooms particularly were my favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> and when I found out, you know, a few years later, when I was, you know, six or seven, when this movie came out, that this that the dancing mushrooms was actually part of a bigger ballet and it starred my childhood crush Macaulay Culkin. I was over the moon. Like this, <laughs> this was end all be all. Like this was the only thing I ever watched. And I watched it, me and my cousin watched it every single year for years and years and years until we went and saw it finally in like 2007 or something like that. So yeah, my dad plays as part of many uh symphonies so that's the only reason why i got to see it so many times is because he was playing it and he got comp tickets <laughs> yeah we we went and saw it because the dance company that i was in when i was younger our teacher was always one of like one of the flowers or one of the sugar plums or whatever and then there were a lot of girls from the older class and my mom was like, we need to go support the bottle. And I was like, sign me to fuck up. Let's go watch some ballet. Yeah. <clears throat> it's phenomenal. Yep. I love it. All right. You want to give us a rundown of the story, Sarah? All right. So it's Christmas time. And the, uh, the main family is having like a big old get together like we can't have in 2020. And there's plenty of uh, families with other children and they come and do like a, you know, like a Christmas gift exchange of things. And in this version, the main character, her name is Marie. In most other productions, her name is Clara. Mm -hmm. So the main girl, I'll just stick with Marie since that's the movie. Um, 
but so the Marie and her brother Fritz, who's a total asshole, he is such the worst <laughs> behaved little child. Yep. He's so rude. Yeah, but he's making kid. it his goal to like, yeah, that guy. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, ah, Fritz, go away. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he makes it his mission to make her party time like awful. And then, you know, there's a, a couple of dance numbers, the, the parents dance, then they make all the kids dance. And I think it was Fritz that ends up with the mom, right? Because he like no one yes. else will dance with him because he's an asshole. So he yeah. has yeah. to dance with his mommy. Um, and then um, there's like gifts are exchanged. And then um, Claire, or sorry, Marie's godfather, Drosselmeyer shows up and he's kind of this mysterious kind of like evilly weird guy but also he has really fascinating toys so the kids put up with his scariness he has like a big long cape and an eye patch like he's kind of a scary dude he reminds me um, of lemony snicket yes yes yeah he looks very much yes. in, in this I was, he's like especially in this it's like lemony snicket meets radigan <laughs> yep <laughs> it's it's a lot yep yeah so he's a little creepy and uh, he brought with him his nephew, who is Macaulay Culkin's character. Adorable. And uh, he, yep, <laughs> he looks very nice in frills and fancy outfits. Um, and they do some basic dancing because, you know, I don't know how much training Macaulay Culkin had. <laughs> so. Actually, yeah. so he, he had been yeah. doing ballet since he was like three oh, and nice. was part of the New York City Ballet and had played Fritz multiple times, multiple Ew before being cast as the yeah. nutcracker like two seasons i think before this he played okay the nutcracker mm-hmm. and then was the nutcracker in the movie very nice so stamping cute that makes me sad that he was fritz though because <laughs> fritz, <laughs> fritz is terrible i don't well, that's know where if you start if you're guess. not any good at dancing yes right uh, I don't know if anyone's going to guess who my least favorite character is from the synopsis. <laughs> no. um, so anyway, so Drosselmeyer gives everybody a bunch of little gifts. They have um, some dancing, like wind up dolls, do a dance number. And then he gives Marie a nutcracker, which asshole Fritz proceeds to break. And Drosselmeyer like ties a handkerchief around his neck or his uh, mouth part that's supposed to, you know, actually crack the nuts. Uh, and she's all sad. So she then like gets this tiny little nutcracker sized bed and puts him to sleep so he can like heal his injuries. Um, and then she like everyone goes home from the party and she goes to bed and then like wakes up in the middle of the night and is like, oh, no, my poor nutcracker. He's down there by himself, like all alone in the living room. And so she goes down to the living room and is kind of like, I'm going to rescue him. And she falls asleep on the couch instead and the when she quote unquote wakes up um there's mice like scurrying all around and trying to attack her and then she sees some yeah (laughs) they're kind of gross looking um and then she sees some toy soldiers and they um she wants them to like protect her and then like she starts shrinking or the tree gets bigger however you want to say like however you uh I don't know, take that part. Like the, the Christmas tree grows and she becomes like a mouse sized person. And the toy soldiers uh, start fighting the mice. And then the nutcracker, like tiny little bed goes away and a big bed comes and it's Macaulay Culkin as the nut- nutcracker now. And so she wakes him up and she's like, help, help all these mice are like killing us. Let's go. <laughs> and so he leads the charge against the mice. And then the mouse king, who is absolutely disgusting, has like 12 heads. Fucking and 12 nasty. crowns how did yeah, he like every, every every head because it's nightmare fuel man like it needs to be scarier than a normal mouse right it really is boy howdy that is was, it <laughs> when i was a kid that was the scariest shit was that fucking mouse <laughs> right i i just like Blech. that he's you know regal as fuck and every head has to have a crown on it so he's got like 12 oh, different yeah. crowns like, I don't know, just think of the jeweler, man. Like, every time he's like, God damn it, I have to make this 12 times? Okay. Um, but anyway, so the Mouse King comes out, and then they fight, and he's, like, got the Nutcracker on the run, and uh, Marie throws a shoe at him, distracts him, so the Nutcracker ends up stabby-stabbing the Mouse King, and then all the mice retreat in sadness, and the so- toy soldiers are, you know, off to victory. 
and uh, the Nutcracker cuts off one of the heads and takes a crown and then gives it to Marie, which is No, thank you. (laughs) And poor girl has to like balance it as she walks off stage. (laughs) Like there's no clip or anything. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so then they go off through the window and her bed flies through the sky and or his bed sorry it's it's the nutcracker bed and they land in this forest where all these it's snowing so all these snowflakes start dancing around them and then they go like through this not really a snowstorm but like a drizzle of snow into the land of the sweets where they are um welcomed by the sugar plum fairy who's kind of like the ruler of the land of sweets Mm-hmm. And she asks, or she was told by the Christmas tree angels that the Nutcracker had done something amazing. And so she welcomes them into her little kingdom and asks him to um, recount, recount his the tales. entire thing. And by this time, he's not an old man looking Nutcracker. He's, you know, gotten beautified back in the uh, the snow. So he looks. He's McCutie Culkin again. Yep. Yeah. He looks like a normal person again. Yep. <laughs> he doesn't look like a Nutcracker. Um, <laughs> So he tells the sugar plum fairy and her whole court what happened and his heroics and then how Marie helped out with her shoe. And so the sugar plum fairy is like ecstatic that they killed this evil gross mouse king. And so she decides to throw this like whole celebration and have all these different types of sweets dance for them. So in this version, there's a little bit different choices made for the type of sweets. Um, So we have the um, Spanish chocolate or hot chocolate Mm -hmm. then there is the chinese tea and arabian coffee and candy canes which is a little bit different than normal and then there's a gumdrop and her like fun people marzipan marzipan and her fun people um and these are all like teams of dancers that are like being all cool and dancey yeah do drop with their pretty flowers yeah do drop in the flowers yep which is like, you know, half an ensemble's worth of people. There's it like really 20 is. of them. <laughs> There's so many. Um, and so they all have a turn dancing for the cute little couple of the Prince Nutcracker person and Marie. And then the Sugar Plum Fairy and her Cavalier uh, dance a couple of numbers. And she has this cool costume change and has like this really pretty green dress now. Um uh. And so pretty yeah <laughs> i want her crown <laughs> like i just want to reach in the tv and take it <laughs> right uh, <laughs> i am the sugar plum fairy now right <laughs> so then after all the dancing is done um then they decide like it's time to go home and so the sugar plum fairy puts the nutcracker and marie in this like cool sled thing and they fly across the sky back presumably back home Mm-hmm. That, that's that that's yeah. it <laughs> it's over yep so ways that this movie kind of changes uh, a bit from other versions typically the main character's name is Clara like Sarah okay. said uh, mm-hmm. the Nutcracker <clears throat> and Clara typically change to adults in the act rather than being kids the entire time so this movie takes macaulay culkin and the little girl who plays marie and they're just that's just them the whole time but in the second act of the typical ballet they change to adults because the pas which is danced by the sugar plum fairy and her uh what's the name of the guy cavalier (laughs) thank you the Sugar Plum Fairy and the Cavalier is normally danced by the Nutcracker and Clara. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they, so they usually change. Well, he, when he uh, wakes up, he's an adult. Like when he's fighting the king, he's an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Clara changes, sorry, Marie, <laughs> Marie slash Clara, whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, she changes during the scene in the Pine Forest, which is my favorite song. And they used mm-hmm. it as fucking transition. I was so mad. Like, yay, let's watch this bed fall across or fly across the sky. That's all we're going to do for this beautiful song. And then they just walk yeah. away. So she usually has a moment of transformation in that song where she's then dancing with the adult Nutcracker guy. Yes. And then for the rest. Yeah. So that is typically the end of act one. Yeah. 
and then they're adults the rest of act two and then there's like a scene when she wakes up at the end that she's a kid again so that is obviously not there (laughs) yeah so this movie is uh great if you are in a situation where you cannot make it to go see the original nutcracker or a live version of the nutcracker like in 2020 This is the ideal version (laughs) of the Nutcracker for you. Yes. (laughs) You shouldn't be leaving your homes and no (laughs) stage productions are happening right now anyways. So you wouldn't get a chance to go see this. Um, But in saying that, if you ever have the chance there, if there is a production near you to go see the full ballet production of the Nutcracker, spend the money and go do it. Like it is breathtaking and incredible. Um, one of my favorite things about this movie is the sets. Um, mm-hmm. They're just, they're beautiful. The, the set designer did a wonderful job, especially in the land of the sweets and the palace. <laughs> that, thing, <laughs> that thing was crazy. When the lights came up, I'm like, whoa, this set goes on for days. <laughs> yeah. Right. But when you see this live, the sets will make your jaws drop. Like the first time yep. I saw this live, the scene at the beginning when they're all getting ready for the Christmas party, it's shown like the kids are on the outside of this room where they're prepping for the Christmas party. And they're looking through this like keyhole. They're trying to see through the keyhole what the parents are doing, how they're setting up the tree, how they're doing all the presents and all these things. And the way that it's set up on the stage, there's like layers and layers and layers of different, um, front drops I guess you would call them Mm -hmm. like those see-through screens that have like partial projections on them and it was really fucking cool so they would show you like looking at the kids looking at the door and then they would change the way that the lighting was and you would see through layers and layers of door and see the parents in the background doing the whole thing on the regular stage and then they would you know they lift these screens and stuff and it is just breathtaking like go see this live if you ever get a chance it is next year yeah next year (laughs) hopefully 2021 let's let's hope let's all go let's hope and let's hope that all the dancers all the kid dancers have enough time to practice to get enough to do this again because taking a year off of dance is not good for dancers nope and i'm sure all the adults are practicing like they should be hours and hours a day in their houses by themselves Mm -hmm. but other like little kids not so much so good luck dance teachers (laughs) i hope i wish you well on your journey like you're gonna do great (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna do you can have a lot of work next year to get these little kids ready to do the nutcracker seeing as they haven't danced in a year and a half (laughs) All right. Um, do we want to start with facts about the film or facts about the ballet? Any, mini, Yes. The film. Okay. So the narration for this film was done by Kevin Klein. For those Yo. of you, for those of you who know nothing about ballet or are asking yourselves, what do you mean a narrator? Um, ballets do not have talking. This is not a musical. This is not an opera. This There's no singing. This is an orchestra playing the music and dancers dancing and in inter- interpreting the music in a way that is just gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. So the Nutcracker is meant not to have words. Traditionally, it doesn't. But the director wanted to put in narration so that you wouldn't be so lost because there are some parts that if you're just watching this, it's not going to make sense because they did have to make, you know, slight changes to make it work for film. Yeah. So they added in this narration and Macaulay Culkin's dad, Kit Culkin, absolutely hated it. He did not want there to be narration to this film at all to the (laughs) point where he said that if there is narration in the film then macaulay culkin will not promote this film he will not do any anything about this film so the director was like okay well we'll take the narration out and then macaulay will still do it and 
that was all very reluctant. None of the directors, none of, no one involved wanted to do that, but they were like, well, we need Macaulay because he was already a star at the time. He had already yeah. done Home Alone and My Girl at this point. They were like, we need him to kind of promote this movie so that, you know, a lot of people will go and see it. Well, after they took out the narration, the dad came back with a whole bigger list of demands because Macaulay Culkin's dad is a fucking asshole. And the director <laughs> was like, uh, what the fuck? No, fuck this and put the narration back in. He was like, we will do this without Macaulay Culkin's sponsorship. Like, it's fine. I don't give a fuck. You're an asshole. We're putting this narration back in. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and it especially makes more sense too because when you go see it live, you usually have like program notes that tell you like a yep. little summary or what's yeah. happening, or you know, it says like this is this this is this song and this is what's happening, and you don't have that in a movie. No, nope. <laughs> like, yeah. no one handed me a program when I turned on P- Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so this version of the ballet is an adaption of the famous George Balanchini staging presented annually in New York City. It's the only well-known American production of the Nutcracker that uses children in the roles of Marie slash Clara and the Nutcracker Prince. So mm-hmm. like we said earlier, typically it's done by adults. Um, so the roles in this movie are not as technical as they would be in the original version because as it turns out kids are not as good as adults you know mm-hmm. adult ballet dancers have been dancing and practicing these things for 20 years and kid dancers have been doing it for like two and yeah take you know juice box breaks so i got to have my tang <laughs> yeah it's not quite the same Um, The original 1892 Russian production also used children and several other productions, including uh, Helgi Thomason's one for the San Francisco Ballet, took their cue from George Balanchini and cast a little girl in the role of Clara. Uh, In her version, though, they transform Clara magically at the end uh, or in act two to an adult so that she can do the pause do with the adult nutcracker so again mm-hmm. you need adults to do that dance which is why they give it to the sugar plum fairy and her cavalier in this version because yeah. there's no way those kids could have done that there's so many lifts that whole time the cavalier was like picking her up i was like oh god damn you are so strong yeah <laughs> right well, uh i actually like wrote down when we got to that point um I'm like, there's this like a sad lack of lifts because there oh, should yeah. be more when the Nutcracker and Claire dance. Yeah. Um, and so all of the lifts in this whole show are with the Sugar Plum Fairy and her Cavalier. Like nobody else gets thrown in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There should have been a lot more for sure. <laughs> um, and part of the reason why they do switch to adults in most versions is so that they can kind of play up the love interest um between the nutcracker prince and the and clara marie and this movie the way that it was shot and the way that the kids interact with each other you do kind of get the sense that there is some sort of like crush developing like yeah there but they don't really get to dive into it too much because they're kids and yeah gross so in a normal version of ballet, you will see adults like falling in love with each other. Clara does fall in love with the prince and it's very cute. Yeah. Um, let's see. In the original 1954 Act 2, uh, the Arabian dance is choreographed as a solo dance role and is was always a male performer. In the 1965 version it was revised to do, and switched to a woman and balanchini switched it to a woman so that the men or the fathers bringing their kids to see the performance would have some eye candy yeah <laughs> fucking gross dude yeah, yeah. fucking gross because there's not enough eye candy throughout the entire th- i mean they're wearing like leotards and spandex like there is nothing left to the imagination on any ballet costume no nope. ever created yeah so, but yeah, their bellies weren't showing like they yeah let's have this one that's different so. with her belly showing fucking what a fucking sexist horrible mess 
And then uh, last fun fact, uh, the director, uh, Emile Ardolino, died four days before the film was released in U.S. theaters. So he didn't even get to see how well this film eventually got to do. And so he never he didn't doesn't know that millions of people watch this every single year because it's become tradition in their families. So that kind of sucks. Yep. But yeah, it's a lot. All right. Ballet history. Okay. <laughs> Take so, us to school. Huh, well, okay, class. <laughs> um, so Tchaikovsky, uh, Peter Tchaikovsky was on the coattails of having just finished the Sleeping Beauty ballet, and it was stupendously successful gorgeous everyone wanted to go see it and uh the moscow imperial theater director mr zlovoski sorry russia i can't say words um commissioned him to write a new ballet and he came up in i think it was 18 yeah 1891 he started composing the nutcracker and he based it off of the story called um oh the nutcracker and the something i'm trying to find it yeah thank you the nutcracker and the mouse king um which was a fairy tale at that point. And uh, so Tchaikovsky finished his music in 1892. And he had just started working with Petra something. What is his name? This guy trying to read my notes here. Um, Anyway, he was working with the story creator uh, Pe- Petipa, Marius Petipa, and they put together the Nutcracker Ballet, which was based on Tchaikovsky's music and the Nutcracker and the Mouse King. So it was supposed to be a Christmas story about a girl who got a Nutcracker and then went to the Land of Sweets with the Nutcracker Prince. And they had anticipated it being so successful that they asked him to start like a teaser of the music, which is where the Nutcracker Suite came from, which is the collection of the eight songs in the middle of the movie, like the Russian dance, the Arabian dance, the Chinese dance, the dance of the reed flutes, the dance of the sugar plum fairy, all the ones that everybody usually thinks of when they think of the Nutcracker. And everyone enjoyed that music so much that they came to see the ballet when it premiered in 1892. And uh, first premiere was December 18th, 1892 in St. Petersburg. And people were so disappointed in the ballet that they didn't go back. And it got really bad reviews because it was touted as being boring. And they said they enjoyed the Nutcracker Suite, but the remainder of the ballet was not gripping enough. Um, It finally made its way out of Russia in 1938. It was first performed, I'm sorry, 1934 in England and then began in San Francisco in 1944. So it basically made its rounds very slowly because everybody said it was a stupendously boring show, but it's gained enough popularity and enough tradition to it that it has stayed in ballet companies for you know, over a hundred years now. So 
there we go that is tchaikovsky's nutcracker history so there was there's a, a little bit i want to add that yes and it, it kind of goes into why there's clara versus marie yes um and so the original yeah so the original play clara is an orphan girl mm-hmm. and she's like a cinderella type like she's overworked and underpaid and all this other stuff and yeah she, she gets to go off with the nutcracker being like the relief from her terrible life um yeah. and i don't know french so i can't say his name right but alexander dumas dumas, dumas mm-hmm. i don't know count of monte cristo many other fabulous works. yeah he rewrote portions of it to make her not an orphan girl and she had like a normal life and yeah he, re- he reworked mostly the beginning part of the ballet uh, and took out a lot of the darker parts. Like there, it was darker than Drosselmeyer. <laughs> like it got yeah, it really, was, dra- yeah. really dark. So he took out most of that stuff and just left Drosselmeyer as like the one dark note. And yeah. when in his version, he called the main girl Marie, not Clara. Yeah. And so that's why you get certain companies choosing one one name or the other. Uh, but the the version that we know that has been popularized and moved around the world is the Dumas version. Mm-hmm yeah the less dark less creepy less less boring depressing (laughs) yeah Yeah. um the one thing i will say that i got really sad in the difference between the original ballet and what they put in the movie is that the russian dance was candy canes and marzipan yep i was like i'm sorry no there's supposed to be russian trepec candies dancing around right now and i am sorely lacking in a russian dance right now <laughs> yeah his little hula hoop trick it's like like jumping through the hula hoop right there like that was kind of cool but also missing like the the traditional russian dance with like the, exactly like, kicking your legs out when you're on your like yeah yeah that whole thing that was, was gone. that was missing and i was very sad about it <laughs> <laughs> i agree I love it though. Mm. All right. So for those of you who have think you've never heard the Nutcracker, um, you're sorely mistaken. Guaranteed, if you live in the United States or watch movies from the United States about the holidays, you have heard at least a part of the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker Suite has been covered and redone and like millions of times and done in all sorts of different movies basically any christmas movie from 1990 to 2010 you will find some form of part of the sweets dance in that movie um my favorite movie my favorite christmas movie elf has a beautiful version of the Nutcracker Suite performed by the Brian Setzer Orchestra. And it Mm -hmm. is like jazzy and fun. (laughs) And like I said, Fantasia, the original Fantasia has the Nutcracker Suite in it. And it's all over the place. If you listen to Christmas radio, you for sure heard it. If you listen, if you walk down some Christmas tree lane, candy cane lane, whatever your town has that resembles a Christmas tree lane, someone has that on their playlist or the radio station that you're supposed to listen to while you walk or drive it probably has, yep. has the nutcracker on it any it's choral impossible. performance is going to include the dance of the sugar plum fairy yeah. it's like it's a freaking rite of passage for choral <laughs> performers yeah. that during christmas you must sing the dance of the sugar plum fairy which is and oh my I, from seventh grade to my senior year in high school every freaking year i was like could we not wait like all, all sing the arabian it? wait I've no never... it's okay. da, 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 oh, da, just... da, it's okay yeah you it's all percussive and i'm like oh sweet jesus that's so weird <laughs> it is yeah, i've never actually heard that that's but, stupid yeah. But all bands, all orchestras, you will yep. hear some like watered down little kid version of it. If you go to like a school assembly, like there, it's everywhere. You cannot escape the popularity of the Nutcracker, the music of the Nutcracker. Even nope. even in the Little Rascals, they do the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy <laughs> in the Little Rascals, where yep. Alfalfa and Spanky put frogs in 
there's in their ballet uniforms. It's just, it's all over Fucking the place. Fucking great. <laughs> it's all over Fucking the place. Gold. So please, please, please check out this movie and get to a live performance when live performances are available again. <laughs> Lord knows when the, the theater is going to need all the help it can get. Yes. Go support the arts. Yes. The arts are struggling right now. So go do that. Uh, all right. What was everyone's favorite character? Let's start with Sarah. Oh, I didn't have a favorite character. Hold on. I gotta think about it. <laughs> right? That was the worst. Trying to narrow it down. I'm like, really? You want me to tell you my favorite? Mm. It's all dancing candy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, usually my favorite is the sugar plum fairy and, um, I thoroughly appreciate her song as a bass clarinetist uh, mm-hmm. or, or the two songs. Well, I think it's, is it in, I can't remember if it was in the first song she danced to or the second one in this version. Um, but there's, there's two points where the bass clarinet is featured on a melody for mm-hmm. like, you know three bars and then the stupid clarinets come in and take it um, right so I when I realized that was a bass clarinet like that was my favorite song from it um yeah and then just like yeah mu- musically I think the pine forest is my absolute favorite but I just really like the beginning of the sugar plum fairies dance yeah. and she always has like the coolest dress like the prettiest crowns like sparkly all kinds of things um, mm-hmm. And she's like one of the only characters. Well, Clara Marie gets a costume change. The Nutcracker gets a costume change, and the Sugar Plum Fairy. And that's about it. Everyone else is like their yeah. character at least stays the same. You might have dancers that are doubling, um, but their characters don't get a costume change like from one dance number to the other. Yeah. So she gets two awesome, pretty dresses. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I agree 175 percent with the sugar plum fairy i appreciate the ease that performers who the prima ballerinas that take on the sugar plum fairy role there you can tell how much effort they put in by how effortless their dances are and that I will never, ever not like the Sugar Plum Fairy in any rendition I see, unless she is struggle bussing her way through that role. <laughs> well, unless it like, was unless it was me playing the Sugar Plum Fairy in high school, because it wasn't. It was a, a school production, first of all, and the different dance, like the dance numbers, were based in different dance clubs. Yeah, and the Sugar Plum Fairy just like I just stood there and like motioned to people to dance, <laughs> and I only got the role because I was the only person that fit in the dress, but I didn't have okay. to dance, <laughs> I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> I just sat there looking all cool in my pretty poofy pink dress. Right. Uh, <laughs> my other my other favorite in this one is, uh, um, probably Macaulay Culkin because he's so. I don't know. He's so intriguing. Well, yes, adorable, (laughs) but his, his little self is so, yeah, well that covers it. So there we go. Descriptive (laughs) as usual. (laughs) Katie. (laughs) Okay. So uh, my favorite character in this entire ballet is um, Godfather Drosselmeyer. He is the most <laughs> animated character that gets to be in this entire show. He is the yeah. least, he doesn't really dance as much as he just walks around and kind of tiptoes, but his whole demeanor of being like the creepy uh godfather like is so good and he's magic and he knows that the kids know that he's magic and I just love his little mischievous sense of like showing off his magic skills to all the kids, but not to any of the adults. Right. Fantastic. Um, And then my favorite dancer in this particular version is the Cavalier. Yes. Um, I, for whatever reason, at least in America, 
male ballet dancers get a lot of shit. Like if mm-hmm. you are if you are a boy and you choose to do ballet, like you just get made fun of nonstop and it's that's really I, sad though. It's fucking it. horrible because like yes doing ballet as a boy like you're kind of just in the background and you're not you're not really getting any of the fun parts you don't have any of the fun parts but doing ballet as a man like male ballet dancers are fucking hot they're gorgeous their thighs could crush watermelons yeah that cod piece though the, they wear giant pod pieces. They can yep. wear, they can lift hundred pound ballerinas with one hand, like above their heads. Like, yep. They their strength is incredible, and the cavalier yep. at the end of this show is just he does so well. Like, yes, in he kills it. Regular version, he doesn't get as many lifts as the Nutcracker would normally have, but it's still I really love that character. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the, the interesting thing about choosing to have the Nutcracker be a child still is that your main male dancer becomes that Cavalier instead yeah. of the Nutcracker. So they had to give him all the as much of the good stuff as they could, so he can he just shines in this version. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they got rid of the Russian dancers, and there was like the one uh, the Chinese tea dancer. There was one male there. And then they switched yeah. the Arabian dance to a woman instead of a man. So yeah, they literally probably like this production down to 95% women. And then like, yeah, yeah. One male dancer. <laughs> well, it, and it, it kind of reflects the, the ballet culture. Like there's not as many male dancers as there are female, but I think there was like six dudes in the whole thing. Like you've got yeah. Hot chocolate had a guy too. Yeah. Um, and so there really are not very many male dancers in this production. That's crazy Mm-mm. to me. Yeah. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah. If you have a son, make them do ballet. <laughs> they yeah. will be buff well, as please fuck. Please do. They will be buff yeah, as fuck. And they will be, be surrounded by ladies. Cheap. They might not like it when they're yep. 10, but they'll love it when they're 15. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here going, I'm, I'm literally on my phone, like, how do I put my two-year-old in dance classes? Like, <laughs> I, I would fucking love it if Jackson was in dance classes, but it's like... He would be the tallest ballet dancer ooh, he would he would be the one He's doing all the lifts. They'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry, you wanted your prima to fly? Let's put this four foot 11, 95 pound girl with this six foot seven giant piece of human. Yep. Sure. She yeah. will be in the rafters by no time. Yep. It'd be incredible. <laughs> All right. Now it's time to shit on Fritz. Let's yep. yes. everybody's favorite character. Son of a bitch. Okay. So yeah, Fritz gets like the, the bad rap, but also I feel like part of it is the dad's fault. I mean, First of all, yes, you're the parent. Duh, yeah. You need to parent your child. But Fritz like does some bullshit thing and the dad kind of chases after him for a second and like gives him a little waggly finger and he's like, knock it off. And then he leaves. Like that yeah. kid never gets smacked upside the head. He never gets time out. He never gets any like he just gets a little waggly finger because I don't know what he's the he's the boy, so he's the prize kid. I don't know. But yeah. that dad can also get some shot on <laughs> because yep. he doesn't parent fritz like dude legit breaks a brand new toy that his sister just got five seconds ago and he gets a waggle finger in the face yeah yeah well, and he threw that hobby horse on the ground and he was doing yep. all sorts of dumb shit he pulled that girl's hair while they were dancing yeah it was hers it was clara's no 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 marie's no. wasn't it I, I thought it was marie i think it is oh yeah probably yeah, because it's Marie and her dude, dude, and Fritz and the mom, and they walk yes. right at each other, and he's like, "Grr." Sorry, when I was saying <laughs> no, I meant no as if I was that mom. No, 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 oh. no, kid. Like yeah. I will fucking slap you right now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I tell you what though, no. <laughs> yeah, he still gets his Christmas present just like everybody else after acting a fool. He still gets chocolates. Bullshit. No, no. go to bed, bitch. <laughs> nah, yeah, not today, like Satan. Asshole. But I, I 
feel like that would be the like most fun character to play of all the children because you can literally just do whatever you want. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could be a little fuck on stage in front of the world and they're like, ha, 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 oh Fritz, and you're yep. like <laughs> Yeah. Garbage. Fuck that yep. guy. <laughs> Fritz is my <laughs> least favorite character for sure. Yep. 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 All, all right. Yep. Yep. I think it's unanimous. <laughs> seven word synopsis i have so many (laughs) (laughs) well i have one okay here i'll go because i have a lot and then you go in the middle because i know emma has a lot she always has a lot (laughs) (laughs) Ah. yep okay so on the uh shoulders of shitting on fritz (laughs) marie's brother deserves to get ass whooped (laughs) yep um this is overall while watching this i've never really watched this film from the standpoint of a reviewer i've always just watched it for fun because i love the nutcracker so i've never paid as close attention to everything that was happening as i did this time around and besides macaulay macaulay the boys needed more practice those little kids were all over the place like (laughs) just what the fuck all right, uh, Marza Panpipes. I see you, George <laughs> Balanchini. Like, <laughs> that was fucking yep. funny. Nice musical pun there. Uh, I'm always, I'm always down for musical puns. <laughs> um, the set designer was the real MVP. <laughs> uh, male ballet dancers are beasts beyond human. Yes. And then... Last one, if done today, would be much cleaner. Yeah. Accurate. Like, there was a lot of just unclean things that were meant to be in unison in this version that just weren't. And they shot this in, like, two weeks or something like that. So I understand why it wasn't as clean as it could have been. But if this was, if they had made this a big production, like, you know, uh, an In the Heights, a Hairspray, if they had done yeah. that kind of production value to put that kind of production value to this, to the Nutcracker, it would have been so fucking clean. Like, yeah, all of these steps would have been exactly in time. Like, they would have taken, spent a lot more time, I think, on fixing and making sure everyone was exactly in step and doing reshoots than they did on this version all right agreed um okay so i kind of made a second one while we were chatting um the first one is we'll do in a pinch i guess yeah (laughs) (laughs) like if i'm really jonesing for some nutcracker and there's no theater like right now yeah it'll do (laughs) that'll do exactly that'll That'll do pig um, and then I'm missing the wood on the stage. So that's one of my favorite, like, things that you don't go to the ballet for, but it's there. It makes you, it makes you the difference between watching yes. it on TV and watching it in person is the point the, shoes. The pointed shoes is the, the wood block. Dunk, Every dunk. time they do a, a step somewhere, you hear a little like it's all over the oh, stage. Yeah. And so it's one of those things like, I don't know, like when you go see um, an orchestra or something and you can hear like buttons clicking on the instruments, like you, mm-hmm. it makes the difference between listening to a recording and seeing it live. Like that's one of like, those sounds you don't that you go can't to reproduce. A hockey game. Yeah, you don't go to a hockey game to not hear the skates. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah. It's so. every time the the dancers would jump, I was like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, it's just, yeah. it makes me sad. Yeah, you know, I'm sure they like did that on purpose. You know, they didn't mic the stage or anything like that to, re- oh, of course to record those sounds. Um, but that I think to me would have been a welcome addition to have like a little bit, not like crazy loud, but a little bit of the, the realism. Mm-hmm. Like those shoes have something hard in them. <laughs> They're yeah, not they soft. do. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. Wait. Here comes my, you know, seven. Oh, go ahead. When the fucking cavalier drags the sugar plum fairy on point, like across mm-hmm. the stage. 
Jesus. My feet hurt <laughs> like watching that. Yes. Like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sitting there going, well, my knee got left at the starting point. <laughs> so I was, I was reading a little bit about like behind the scenes and how they do that. And it's, uh, it's like a piece of tin um, mm-hmm. that's colored the same as the stage. So it's like metal. He, she's not actually like using her body to drag it. He's, uh, she's on something that is scootable. Oh well, that is a yeah. regardless. I was concerned for her health. Yeah, no, it's yes, a it's little still bit. Still an amazing feat to hold that for as long as she does. Um, they sure but, Yeah, they do make it easier to scoot her. Nice. Yes. <laughs> All right, here comes my seven thousand seven word synopsis. <laughs> okay. First off, why is her name Murray? Because it sounds more I like Masha. exactly uh second one is fritz was a fucking piece of work (laughs) uh third is nightmare fueled multi-headed rat can die and did yep (laughs) and then nutcracker cracking nuts gives no fucks dance (laughs) oh i like that And then uh, thick thighs save and dance lives since 1892. <laughs> and then my uh, alliterative one, Critter King comes at Christmas. Colkin counters. <laughs> nice. Yes. I could have probably come up with plenty more, but mm-hmm. I, was, I was too into the ballet waiting for the shoe to drop. But that's fine. I fucking love, fucking love the Nutcracker. <laughs> I remember Jackson's first Christmas. I put that on because I was so tired. And, you know, as six month olds do, they're starting to talk and roll over and do all these things. And he's high pitched getting mommy's attention. And, I put on the nutcracker and he just stopped and stared at the screen. And I was like, ha ha success. <laughs> so you played that every day for that Christmas season or what? I surely <laughs> did. <laughs> nice. Okay. So what do you guys think the budget for this movie was? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Good luck. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna go small because it was based on the New York production. So how much did they spend on the actual movie portion? Um, two weeks worth. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say like a hundred grand. Okay, Emma. Uh, five dollar dues. Five million. Okay, well Emma wins for being closest, but she was not close. <laughs> This production cost $19 million. Jesus, Jesus Mary, Christ. Joseph, H. Christ. <laughs> it's all in Macaulay Culkin. Right. And paid oh. him $10 million. And the sets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. Um, it. That blows my mind that it cost that much money because from watching it so many over and over and over every year, I would just have assumed that they just took they did what Hamilton did and they took a performance of the show yeah. and just recorded it. That's what I assumed mm-hmm. had always happened yeah. and just added in some stuff like in post afterwards, like the growing of the tree and like some different things. Like I just figured they added that stuff in later, but nope, this was like a full on movie situation that they did. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, how much do you guys think it made box office? I will tell you. It did not do well. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I'd rather have gone and seen it live. Um, hmm. Two dollary dues. All right, Sarah. Eight million. All right. So this movie made $2.1 million in the box office. Good job, <laughs> yep. Emma. That was very, very close. Uh, I don't know why it didn't do well in the box office. I think a big part of that is because they didn't get to like 
say Macaulay Culkin stars in yeah. this Yeah. Um, because in 1993, Macaulay Culkin was a huge name, and oh yeah, tons more people would have gone and seen it had that been the case. Had they been able to use his name as the like, he was the one who did this. But without his name, they did not do very well. But in the time between when this movie came out in 1993 and now, this has definitely become a christmas classic it is one of those yes. things that a lot of people watch every year um and this is as true to the ballet as you will get in versions of in movie versions of the nutcracker um it yeah. is not that horrible disney garbage that they passed off as the nutcracker a couple <laughs> years ago that i refuse um, to watch yeah me same. too same um it's not that and it's not the sequel to that because there's no fucking sequel to a ballet and the Nutcracker is a ballet. So fuck you. I love you, Disney, but fuck you for that. Like, Come on. Like, I don't know if Disney literally tried to do a take on the original story that the Nutcracker was based on or what they tried to do, but I literally cannot bring myself to watch it because I saw Kira Knightley's get up and I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not about it. I was um, like, the, that is rough. The little girl is the Renesmee from Twilight. Yep. Yeah. Fucking mess. <laughs> so <laughs> besides Macaulay Culkin, there is and Kevin Klein, there is one other person who was in this production who eventually went on to become famous. And it's one of the little girls. Uh one of the tiny girls in this production, though you don't ever like, I couldn't pull her out like while I was mm-hmm. watching it. I couldn't pick out which one she was. But one of the little girls is Elle Fanning. So, really? yeah. So she's gone on well, okay. to become quite big. Uh, she's Dakota Fanning's little sister and she's done a ton of she's things. She's Sleeping Beauty. Yes, she's Sleeping Beauty. She's done a bunch of things. So there's that. And then. So with part of their $19 million budget, they spent it on using, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name right now? Not Skywalker Sound. George Lucas's, uh, yeah, his recording. Industrial thingy. Light Magic. Industrial Light Magic. Thank yep. you. There you go. So they used um, George Lucas's ILM company and they used him to do all of the transition scenes. So where Clara's bed is flying, they used the same type of shots and technology that they used in Star Wars with all the tiny ships. They just made tiny little versions of her bed (laughs) and they drug it across with like a string and then they recorded it and then blew it up so it seemed like her bed was actually flying and same thing with the Christmas tree they took rather than it actually being a 40 foot Christmas tree like it is in the stage production they took this eight in this eight foot tree and then they fixed it all in post to make it seem like it was just growing huge and huge and huge and huge yeah so that's part of where their budget went to pay (laughs) (laughs) fucking ILM and George Lucas there you go yeah (laughs) cool (laughs) all right does anyone have anything else to say about the nutcracker watch it watch the real one support the arts yes yeah that's all I got too yes uh I agree whenever we're out of this hellhole that is COVID-19 please 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 make it a priority to go support your arts go see the nutcracker ballet live go see musicals live go see as many things as you can live movies and stuff are great but clearly they have not really been hurting as everyone keeps downloading them and watching them on demand and you know streaming them so Go support your real arts. Go support your (laughs) musician friends who are in bands and go support all the things that we can't do right now in person. Go do all of those things as soon as it's safe to do so and you get your vaccine and everyone gets their vaccine. Please get the vaccine. Cry my knees. Please, please, please do it as soon as you can. 
All right. So from all of us here at Allentown Presents, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas and the rest of your 2020 is better than the first, you know, most of 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope it was better than the rest of the year. Uh, There's only a week left. So here's to hoping 2021 is better. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, so if you have fun facts about the nutcracker or just want to say happy holidays or merry christmas or whatever to us or you want to shout out let us know you can tweet us at allentown pod you can email us at allentown presents at gmail.com we have a facebook it is allentown presents just in case you didn't catch it it's allentown presents (laughs) very nice so we have one special bonus episode that is coming to you an additional christmas episode coming out uh in a few days hopefully it will come out very soon but we'll see it depends on everyone's schedules (laughs) (laughs) um but we are excited for the new year we've got lots of new things coming we've got Uh, a couple of new ideas for different podcasts we've got different ideas for spotlight series spooky movie squad's got different ideas happening so you keep in touch and we will see you soon thank you so much for listening bye bye merry christmas oh my gosh sarah can you say merry christmas again that like freaked out my my internet connection freaked out and it was just like Merry Christmas <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think you need to keep it just keep that <laughs> like I'm fading just f- tell Otis to fade it out like I'm like Merry Christmas <laughs> I'll fade it out that's not perfect yes <laughs> all right it's like the ghost of Christmas present or something <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs> very nice <laughs> as of fading very nice <laughs>